0: It's the first of four games. Why would you ever, ever help the other team? Plus, someone finally puts some respect on Amber's name. Nani celebrates her late mother's birthday. A daily challenge takes way too long, but does feature at least one old, cool, old-school, awesome elimination. Chauncey is torn up. Even Anissa has had enough of Jordan and Tori. And Mariah versus Nani goes down as an all-time close and all-time what-if elimination round with Roxanne Lavin in the house to see it all. It's the challenge, Ride or Dies, episode 13 recap coming up right now. And welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in the Challenge universe, and we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Halliball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me tonight. On this Wednesday night, Ride or Dies rolls on. It seemingly is never-ending. It's made it into 2023, and at this rate, it might very well make it into 2024. Who the hell knows? But we've got episode 13. It just went down. It's in the books. Now... We've got to break it all down, as we always do. Before we dive into this Ride or Die's episode, a couple quick programming notes. Last Friday, we did our All-Stars 4 Fantasy Casting. Went crazy with it, three different versions. That is the last episode on the podcast feed. Check that out if you have not already. This Friday, two days from now, or probably tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this, or maybe the day you are listening to this, who knows, Challenge 39 Fantasy Casting. A yes, I know Challenge USA Casting rumors are now... Th- the hottest rumors on the challenge streets but i'm not going to do a usa fancy cast mostly because i don't know the cbs folks well enough yet give me another season of survivor maybe i dip my toes into amazing race get caught up on a little big brother history i'm not going to watch big brother but maybe get caught up on a little history get more affiliated and we can do some fancy casting for usa in the future but this friday challenge 39 because i've got some big opinions on where the flagship series should be going with its next season if there is another one after this one that seemingly is never ending otherwise next week rider dies will be back that'll be the only podcast next week i've got some travel uh coming up that's gonna delay some things so next week you just got rider dies this friday we closed out with that fantasy casting also big news horrible news for me i said i'd never do it and here i am i did it i signed up for tiktok so if you're on tiktok if you've also given into that security threat time suck of a social media app you can go ahead and follow me at challenge historian same over on instagram i swear i actually posted this week i'm gonna start posting real content like more than once every couple of months like maybe multiple times a week like I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but it might happen. So follow there. Of course, follow, subscribe, wherever you may be listening or watching this right now. And you'll be getting a little bit more of the short form style content in all of those locations. So hit that subscribe, rate, review, wherever you may be listening and, uh, you know, do all the things. They're all helpful. Thank you for being here. Love you. That's all for that. Let's dive in now. Episode 13, Ride or Dies. Uh, An up and down episode, some great moments in the end, which we'll talk about, obviously. A little bit of sleepy moments in between, which we'll maybe talk about a little bit less. But either way, we're talking about it all. Let's dive in. Here we go. First storyline of the episode is really just talking about the Daily Challenge. It took up a whole bunch of the episode and everything that happens before. It really just relates to something we might talk about further down the road. So, Daily Challenge it is starting off top i like the design of it i actually like it a lot i just wish it didn't take so long and that it went a little faster maybe also started a little earlier in the day i mean in the end it only took them like i mean three plus hours plus the time between so what they were there four hours like why would you start at three in the afternoon like started 10 a.m 9 a.m i don't know anyways also to, to be fair to production they probably were like yeah these should take like Somewhere 5, 10, 15, like 30 minutes is like the long length on any of these. And some of them took a lot longer than 30 minutes to get up to well over three hours combined between the four. So maybe cast perform a little bit better. Maybe Devin should have done all of those. We'll get to him in a second. The first of the four challenges within the challenge, Fessel kind of redeems himself. Kind of a little bit. And obviously I'm going to give him credit because, you know, Fezzel fan club for life over here. Team leader, um, the only one that shows up to meetings still. I thought someone else would have come by now. No one has, and that's okay. And so I'm guessing most out there are not going to give him any sort of credit for this and are going to laugh, which you should. He sucks at doing the little, you know, the slingshot thing, which is the surprise, though, is that he can't do the semi-athletic-y type of thing. And instead, he does seem to do pretty darn well with drinking the gross drinks and manages the throw-up technique very well extremely extremely good throw-up technique on this one from both vessel and jordan one of the keys to being able to do a challenge finale if not an eating during a daily challenge is knowing that throw-up technique what's allowed what's not allowed how long does it have to be in my mouth what do i have to show you again when am i allowed to just spit it all up how much can i get away with seems like Fessel had that down a little bit. Jordan definitely had it down a lot of bit veteran seasoned status, but for, you know, obviously this is a big moment. It's just him doing it and given the montage they play and he knows everyone's thinking about what everyone's thinking about back on double agents. He's got to step up and do it. There's literally not. I mean, this would have been all time, all time moment. If he's like, I can't do it. And they just, what they time out and they're like, Oh, so the daily challenge is over. If you quit the whole thing's over, like what, what would have actually happened? So, Entire pressure on him. He rises to the occasion on the drinking part, not so much on the other part, which leads me to Devin is a savant. Like, how does he do this? He, Jordan's struggling, Fessel's struggling, Devin's on Jordan's team, so naturally he starts helping out. He gives the whole sniper analogy, has like a spotter and a caller, perfectly done analogy. He's just so good at being on the show at this point. Like, it's really amazing. He has an analogy for everything. They make sense. They're entertaining. He performs in an incredible way. And in this instance, from the sidelines, he's just like, Jordan, 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 you suck at this. Um, I can't come out there and do it for you, but I can coach you through exactly how to do it. And how he is lining them up and getting them to aim. Like, there might be some editing going on. I don't think every single one of the times he spoke words to either of the two people they actually hit the target that specific time, but I think it did most of them, if not even, maybe even all of them, that it actually did work, and he was that precise. I'm like, nah, your last one missed like this, so go to where you were standing last time. Okay, move a little here, a little here, move that down, pull back another inch, let go, boom. It's insane. I don't understand how he does it, and uh, I just, hats off to him. I know you know the more he's gotten wrapped up with the vacation alliance in the last couple seasons the more fans he has lost i think he was had a pretty high favorability rating in his early seasons for just being the bane of banana's existence and just kind of being like the little shit talker shithead beer drinking guy that wasn't really a threat competitively now he's a threat competitively he's still depending who's in the cast with him the shit talking beer drinking guy but now he's just kind of like i'm really smart and i'm just really good at television kind of guy and he's wrapped in with an alliance we're all kind of sick of and so that makes some people a little sick of him but i'm not of him i want most of the rest if not all of the rest of the alliance to go away but i want Devin to stay he's just so good at this so they get the big lead but Devin does get talked into by his ride or helping out the other team, which eventually comes back to bite them in the ass. Don't understand, but we'll move on the puzzle and the memory stage two and three. They're fine. They're not that entertaining to watch, but they're like perfectly fine, acceptable parts of a daily challenge. Absolutely. I mean, some of those, those could have just been a full daily challenge, uh, in many ways like that memory puzzle. That's just a full daily challenge for part. If they're in partners, you know, they just make it a little bit longer, maybe a couple extra pieces on the board and it would have been a fine, acceptable daily challenge. The only thing I will say about those, Horacio gets matched up with Amber as his partner for one. And hallelujah, someone has done it. Someone has spoken respectfully and honorably about Amber. Horacio says that he's honored, honored to work with a former champion and a badass like Amber. Someone finally did it. Finally, some respect on her name. I couldn't believe it. And uh, guess what? we get a second dose of it later on we'll talk about that then but my goodness we get to the bungee the fourth and final portion of the daily challenge and this is an old elimination we have seen this in challenge history before it's a personal kind of favorite of mine i loved this elimination i think we've seen it a couple times but the one i'm thinking of mostly is avery and johnny back on x's two winning this and i'm thinking of that because yes I'm an Avery stan, more or less, within the challenge world, and I do like Johnny Riley a good bit as well. And in that one, did it get borderline erotic when the two of them won this elimination, when it was an elimination, not part of a daily challenge? Yes, it might have, and that might be coloring my opinions of it. But it was a great elimination moment then, and it's a solid and very good moment within this daily challenge here. Chauncey and Casey pull off. The Not impossible. They just do a fine job at this. And then Jordan and Mariah just completely and utterly shit the bed. And I'm looking at you, Jordan. I'm a little... I'm, I'm looking a little bit. I'm a little bit wondering. Uh, You know, Anissa and Tori are on the other side. It is a woman's day. Maybe you don't care quite as much as you otherwise would. But that leads me to... Why is no one throwing challenges? Why has this not happened? It at least... The idea of it comes up in this episode with all of the, their girlfriends are on the other team. Are they going to try hard? Are they going to not? And I'm over here like, don't try. What are you doing? Chauncey, do not try. Where is old school CT when you need him? Someone be a dick already. Like I'm, I guess I'm stunned that I hadn't thought about it more up until this episode. But then once the thought appeared, I was like, how have we not, how have we not had this yet? How has no one threatened this yet? And how has it not happened yet? Because it would make for way more entertaining and dramatic moments than what we're getting here some of these episodes. But Chauncey has the perfect opportunity to to do it here. The perfect one. Because for Chauncey specifically, he's going to be in the draw and have a 50-for-50 shot of going in or not going into elimination no matter what. His team loses next week or any of the guys' days. He's in the draw. Because if he throws this challenge, or even if he doesn't, The the other team is going to have his back and pick bananas and Fessel because they want to make sure that bananas and Fessel end up in there and make, they have a shot at the two of them going in there versus each other. They want to save Chauncey as the rookie and the weakest, or they perceive as the weakest of those three. So he could throw this and still, you know, not hurt his chances of ending up in elimination uh, in the next round or whatever round he may end up there. Plus, this is very important it's his girlfriend and he's everyone's been hating on her for season after season everyone's been hating on the two of you most of this season so you don't even look like an asshole if you do this if he throws it in this moment he's like i'm not willing to do it like i'm not i'm not gonna or just you know kind of acts like he can't do it whatever he just he totally gets off with fans anyone who are like you're not a dick you're a hero like everyone talks all this shit about you your girl's on the other side it's a women's day you don't care your team doesn't like give a shit about you you don't give a shit about them so go ahead like fine like no one would have hung this on him no one would have been, been been like wow what a piece of shit how how can you do this how dare you whatever like no He had the perfect circumstances. He was in the position to do it. He doesn't hurt his chances of going into elimination in the future. And he had the out that like, it's for my girlfriend who all of you talk shit about and throw in all the time anyways. And you do the same, starting to do the same to me. So like, why does it matter to me? It's, it's all lined up there and he doesn't do it, but I get it. I get it. He's an honorable guy. It's his first season, whatever. I, I would have liked to see it happen or Casey, like Casey, step up, be like, yo, I'll go into elimination versus Olivia or Nisa. I don't care. It's chill. I want Nani to stay safe. I got this. I'm that good. Boom. Do it. Like, all the, step up. I don't know. Uh, that, that doesn't make as much sense as Chauncey's, but like, if I'm Casey, it, the thought maybe at least crosses my mind, or maybe I at least, nah, you don't say it in, in confessional unless you're going to do it. Then it looks even worse. i take that thought that I had and then mostly spoke out loud back. My only thought here. Of someone that would maybe do it or could have maybe done it is if Fessel and Casey were teammates. Maybe there's a world where Fessel would do it and be, like, just so against everyone else and, like, would actually like his ride or die. And it would be a real ride or die that he's actually good friends with. Maybe he would go villain again and do it. It would be helpful to his villain campaign that I feel like has lost steam. Now people just don't like him and he's not even, like, a great villain in this season. It's being the stuff people are saying that he's doing is being blown out of proportion a little bit as far as how bad or dramatic or anything it might be. Um, so I I could see him, but I don't, I don't think there's anyone that's going to pull it off this season. I think Chauncey had the chance, didn't do it and they get the big comeback win and puts his girlfriend and Casey's girlfriend in the, in the, in the crosshairs. Like the Daily Challenge itself, I just talked way too long about that portion of the show. So, we're moving on, and we will try to condense the next bits a little bit here. Let's talk Nani. She's beloved. She's beloved, and it's deserved. And as much as the Vacation Alliance bores me, I still love Nani and always will. So, uh, you know, I want Devin to stay around of the Vacation Alliance because he's too damn good at this television show and starting to be that good at the game. And I could do a season without Nani or Nani is the obvious one of that Alliance. It's like, girl, like you can go on all stars. You know that, right? Like you can go over to all stars. You'll make finals there. No problem. Like you can win there. No problem. It's all good. Like go over there and do that thing. It's shorter, whatever you, and Casey don't have to like always be competing against each other, whatever. So I'd like to see her go there. Cause I love Nani and I want to continue seeing her on the show. If it's still something she wants to continue doing, but you know, she also falls in like Devin into that vacation alliance. Like I'm just kind of over it, but she's beloved deservedly beloved the moment with her and Casey celebrating or, you know, talking about her mom on her mom's birthday and her passing and everything and getting that storyline kind of kicked back up into action and being reminded because it's been a few episodes and it is easy to forget sometimes when, you know, we get the very emotional backstory and like, we're like, Oh, you know, really heavy like that that'd be really tough to come into this environment just to be in any environment just to exist and that you know those moments of tragedy and loss are so difficult and then come in challenge house but then it's pretty easy like three episodes later to have forgotten that like oh yeah like that's what she's mentally going through in these moments. And so it was a very you know beautiful, wonderful moment to get to watch the two of them you know, say some words about her, let go of the balloons, the whole thing, all that really, really nice, as was the second lawn, heart-to-heart. Although I know there's always cameras in everyone's faces in all parts here, but the second time, like after deliberation or whatever, they're doing the little heart-to-heart on the lawn, Casey and Nani, that camera is like, all up in their face and casey does give one look one time like right into it and casey isn't someone who's like i'm gonna always try to look right into the camera and like make this the best tv moment or whatever she's usually trying to be like i'm trying to have a moment with my lady here like i'd prefer maybe you not here but like i get it she gives a little bit of a look like you know you're a little close like doesn't that shit have zoom like come on man you're standing like two feet from us like my girlfriend and i are crying in each other's arms kissing saying we love each other hoping no one leaves like come on Back up, zoom in. It's not that hard. So, found that moment kind of a little bit funny. Nani handles the entire situation so well the whole time. She's a badass. She's an awesome human. All of that. And talking about her just leads us right into the main thing to really talk about this episode, which is the elimination itself. Mariah's the vote in. Obvious. Duh. Of course. That's what it's going to be. They try to stir it up like there maybe is some other vote. like, no, that's going to be the vote. It's going to be the vote. And... Both Nani and Amber handled the deliberation, the interrogation extremely well, just being like, Look, obviously this should go one way. In particular, obviously Nani could have walked in there and said nothing and would have been fine. Amber, I thought, did very, very well to walk in and be like, yo, who here uh, when you were a rookie? How were you treated? Okay, great. You don't have to like me and want to do what I say. Just know that like every if that's like the thing, then like I'm putting your word out there that, you know, if that's the thing, that's what you should do. I love that uh, Bananas doesn't raise his hand. And, like, when you were rookie, yeah, it was your fellow rookie roommate turned rival turned back to good buddy Tyler that inexplicably threw you in. But you were also immediately targeted. So, like, you can raise your hand, man. Come on. Like, the historian's watching here. Like, all you guys got to get your facts right. I get it. So, uh, Mariah's the vote, obviously. Amber, Super dramatic. Um, when did her and Nani get tight? Amber drops in the interrogation that, uh, Nani, if after Chauncey, Nani would be her ride or die, which is that two people now who respect Amber? Does she have two friends? Did we go from zero to two in one episode? I mean, she obviously had a friend Chauncey before more than friends, but you know, we had, we out of nowhere Horacio and now maybe Nani too. Like, well, what a turnaround! What a what a deserved turnaround for Amber here, but she's super dramatic about the draw. I it's hard to tell. It's one of those moments where you're like, I think I'm seeing new footage, but I also think I'm seeing some of the same footage mixed in here. Like, how heavily edited is this? Um, but either way, she was a little dramatic about it. She begs Nani to go first, and uh, she Nani's like, Nah, you you got it. Amber pulls it. Nani's in there. Then before the game can be explained before anything can happen roxanne is here ride or die theme comes full force right even for the host tj brings out his wife his ride or die roxanne and this is amazing roxanne's amazing if you don't know if you don't know anything about her whatever go follow her right now she's an amazing woman she's so awesome like if the way you feel about TJ Lavin, which I know every challenge fan in the world feels the same. We love the guy. He's amazing. He's the best. You'll feel the same about her. She's the best. She's wonderful, amazing. They're such a great couple. And it was so fun that she got to be there. It was completely and utterly pointless, you know, from the like the game and the show perspective, other than just to be like, hey, remember the theme is ride or dies. So here's my wife. And she's my ride or die. And like, worth that's fine by me. Worth it. I loved getting to see Roxanne. Plus TJ has been in Argentina a while at this point. Like he filmed back-to-back seasons there. He came back there somewhere else for the global championship pretty quickly after he's filming a lot of seasons these days, you know, all stars, USA, ride or dies, her flagship, excuse me, global championships. Like he used to be gone for the 10 weeks and then home for the 10 weeks. And now he's just kind of gone like all the time. So of course that he's going to probably fit in there. Like, Hey, you guys got to pay to fly my lady out then. If I'm going to be on this much, like she's got to visit me, be able to visit me on set, whatever. She ends up in the show. That's amazing. Love it. The game they play, it's very legit. I like a word puzzle with a physical twist, though. I it's kind of tough to tell how hard lifting the board actually was. Um, they both seem to do it fairly easily and never like have any difficulties. Like it took, you know, they had to take proper steps to get out there. They couldn't just run willy nilly, but didn't seem too difficult but they're also they they both knew what they were doing so who knows tj talking smack about mariah's strategy very funny like that i also think they probably were like tj uh roxanne if uh if roxanne you're gonna go out there and tj we're gonna have her go out there with you like you guys gotta interact in some way like you gotta say something to her during it whatever have some commentary something so maybe that's just tj being like oh i'm supposed to say something to my wife uh yeah, Mariah, Mariah, not doing so well, huh? It's <laughs> bad strategy. So that moment, very funny. Mariah said on Twitter during the episode, um, which I responded, follow-up question, have not received a response back. Maybe I will and can uh, follow up on that later down the line. Mariah said on Twitter, though, they were told not to help this time in the elimination. They were possibly explicitly, my follow-up question was like, were they legit? Like, did they say out loud, you are not allowed to help? Did TJ say that producer what? Um, but she said they were told not to help, but Casey started helping Nani. So Jordan started helping Mariah. Did we see any of this? We see Casey yelling out what word that Mariah is on, but like yelling out an actual word being like it's devotion would help both people. So other than updating where the other person is at, where their opponent is at on the board, there isn't a lot of help to give, I guess. And again, we didn't see it. So I don't. Think it was happening, but maybe. But I guess once one person gets a word, they have the same words on both sides. So like when they're on word three or four, if Casey's over there and Mariah takes the lead and she's like, "All right, their first three words are the same. I bet their fourth one's the same." Yo, it's devotion. Like she put devotion down. Can you spell devotion? Okay, so you could help the person in, that's behind to catch up and tie it up. But if you're they're on the same word and you're yelling out answers, you're yelling out answers to both people. So um, I like that they. I like one, if they actually said don't help, that's nice. Cause you know, my feelings earlier in the season, the times people have helped and that's been the result is who got help and who did not Um, but also it seems like they were maybe not holding them to, there was no penalty held over their head. No, nothing like that. And then it's weird. Like what's helping what's cheering. I don't know. Is Casey saying she's on word five? Like she's, she's on word three. Is that helping? Who knows? So interesting. If uh, I'll I'll update you, if Mariah gets back to me on the specifics of that, or if I hear on any of the podcasts or anything, if you the same, if you hear anyone talking about the specifics of that or any type of rules type of stuff, anything like that, I'm not doing as well these days. on listening to all the podcasts, checking all the social media, doing everything. So send me those messages, screenshot something, send it my way. Let me know. Keep me in the know as I try to keep you in the know. Nani, we get to the end. Nani says check, Mariah says check a half second later. TJ kind of looks at him as like, uh, push the button and boom, Mariah's a little closer. She hits the button half second before Nani. It's like, whoa, did, did they just blow this? Also, I don't remember there being a button involved. Um, and should there be a button involved? No, it's a puzzle saying check is usually the end. The buzzers are physical stuff. So I'm any, I saw a couple people start to tweet out on and about like, oh, like, Nani, you're a veteran. How can you forget to hit the buzzer? Because it's a puzzle. You say check, that is the end of a puzzle in a puzzle elimination specifically. So full defense of Nani from me there. I, why there was a buzzer, I don't know. It's just say check. You get to have your board checked. Um, but thankfully for her, after all of that, Mariah misspelled the word. She gets it wrong. It's a dramatic exit. And it's a huge what if. What if Nani, Nani could go home here? we'll see if it becomes like a legit big time what if because like again it's, it's oi instead of io just in the rush of like i know what the word is put the letters on the board whatever keep going you don't realize it it's not like she didn't know how to spell the word or like got the wrong word in her head or anything like that like it was a very simple in the moment hurried mistake and that's what cost her so we'll see but if nani goes on to win this season uh this is a Big, huge, unbelievable. What if? If Mariah comes back in and like wins with Vessel, that's an interesting what if as well. There's a bunch of ways this could go. So we will update how impactful it ends up being long term. But in the moment, Nani's had some bad luck on her side before. So seeing her kind of have the good luck in this moment feels right, and it also feels like the right person won, as far as not like like, a little bit that, you know, Mariah's a rookie, and she's wonderful, and I've loved her, and I would enjoy having her back on the show again. Um, But, as I said before, Nani's beloved, so I like getting to see her continue as much as, again, I will continually say, it keeps basically that entire alliance there that I'm not, you know, not loving and I'm going to feel a certain way about when all of them make the final together. And it's like, really? Like, again? Fuck this isn't going well. Like this isn't what we want. And it's going to get all of you invited back again and whatever. Um, but mostly for the possibility of dramatic outcomes, the right person won this because I don't want Nani reentering the game because bananas is still there. I want the reverse of that. I want bananas to lose and then re-enter because Nani has saved his ass by staying in the game. That would be great. That would be awesome. That would be a really nice storyline. Versus the reverse of that, I I don't. I bananas doesn't deserve to get to have that moment basically in my mind. Nani does, and I would like that. Plus, as much as either one of them, only one of them can re enter. So, if one of them does, it gives you know the flashbacks of X's 2 when they were the first ever people to re enter the game from Redemption House. But for some reason, I just get the more the flashbacks, and it feels more. Kind of like this big circle of challenge moment connecting at the end. If bananas is the one that comes jogging back in and everyone is completely flustered by it, versus Nani jogging back in and having everyone flustered by it. So that part, and then also Mariah, either a re-entering the game and Fessel finding out that they, the two of them have to work together again. That is going to be fantastic to watch. What that first conversation is, or b Fessel loses next week, and they have to have that little meeting with TJ where TJ's like, yo, she wasn't out of the game yet, and now that you've lost, you're both out of the game. That conversation is going to be great. So either way, that conversation is going to be hilarious that the two of them think they're not part. He doesn't think they're partners anymore. He thinks she's gone, and they could end up one way or the other. They're going to have to have one final conversation as teammates and how their games impacted each other. So I think the right person won for the most dramatic game outcome. It was great to finally have a very dramatic, legitimately dramatic ending to an elimination. Uh, feels good to have that and kind of saved the episode from being, you know, a little, a little, eh, a little meh at times and have this great, wonderful, dramatic ending. Plus, Roxanne was there, so it was awesome. Let's talk awards. First best quote. There's only one nominee. It's the winner. I got to say, I don't know if it's I'm not paying as much attention. I'm still taking copious amounts of notes just because I'm not currently, and I'm still working on getting it back up where I can record the episodes and play the actual audio for you, have the clips, all of that. We're working on it. I promise you, HQ is working hard. It's just, you know, it's a one-man operation over here, so some of the jobs don't get done as quickly when there turns into, like, 20 different jobs to do. Anyways... I digress. So I don't know if it's because of that, but like, I'm taking these notes and I feel like they're just, they're not holding it down in the confessional booth this season, but you know who is, you know, which woman is, you know, which rookie is the one who understands that this is a television show. Sidebar, Devin, you're not a part of this. Everyone else is a part of this. Devin, you're not a part of this. Devin, you're doing your job. You're doing it well, but you're not doing it as well as the one person who's doing it the best. That's Olivia, who yet again does it the best. This episode, quote, it looks like Fessy is going through a full-on exorcism. Where's my Jesus juice, a.k.a. my wine? Because we are not off to a good start, end quote. Loved that from her. She's, I mean, I don't want to say it's a wrap on the Dan Renzi Award for this season, but like, no, nah, I can't say it's a wrap. There might be like 37 episodes of this season, and we're only on 13, but, She's in the lead. That's for sure. As for the best moment, five nominees. First one, the, you know, let's clown Fessel for not eating on double agents montage. I really enjoyed that. It was really fun. It was good to laugh and have a good laugh at him. And it gave him the opportunity to remind the two fans out there who weren't like, yeah, this is why we fucking hate you. Uh, reminded those two people. Um, why, why they don't like him. Um, and he got to redeem himself halfway for that. And then fail miserably on the other half. It was all around a great moment. Second, kind of a part of that devin winning the first round of the of the of the daily challenge for both teams from the sideline incredible unbelievable i don't know how he does it that's nominee number two nominee number three the bungee match basically the elimination within the daily challenge uh chauncey and casey getting the job done jordan and mariah not i know i alluded to it earlier but jordan could have finished that if he wanted to Like he just flat out could have he there was a strategy of do they kind of started to do it but then it seemed like he kind of went away from it pretty quickly which was the moment where i was like did he just purposely go away from the winning strategy which is if you can't get there one at a time then go out evenly and then she's got to be able to step on your hands and feet to take her step forward you step pull on her to take the next step and equal her she steps on your knee again you pull on her she steps on your knee all the way there Would it have worked? I don't know. Maybe he gave 100% effort. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. Fourth nominee, Roxanne coming in. Loved it again. Fifth nominee, the end of the elimination. It was a very dramatic moment. It's got to win the best moment of the episode with respect to Devin, who probably actually deserves it. But it was a very dramatic ending. And for once, for once, a, like, going to commercial cliffhanger actually, like, had me on my, like, whoa. What just happened? Like, and I was actually more or less convinced that Mariah had won. So they actually got me once. Usually the going to commercial cliffhangers there's a 0% chance. We know what happened. Like we, we know episode MVP honorable mention top five ballot. Olivia comes in fifth. She finds a way almost every episode. She just super valuable ad. One of the best rookies we've had in a long time, not just the best rookie of the season. One of the best rookies we've had in a long, 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 long time. Number four, Mariah. Number three, Devin. Again, he's so good at this television show. He finds a way. He has nothing to do. Shouldn't have anything to do with this episode in any way. Not a single storyline should involve him. Not, you know, uh, the daily, the elimination. Nothing finds a way to be wildly entertaining, wildly impressive, and just really good at all aspects of this television show and competition. Number two, Amber. I thought about giving Amber the win, but the legacy boost goes to Nani. Nani is the MVP of the episode. Shout out to Amber though. She did gain got respect from someone and had someone say that they are friends but then also be like, "Dude, fucking shut up and pull the dagger already." So, you know, I don't know how good of friends they are, but whatever. They like each other. That's nice. Someone put the respect on her name. Shout out Horacio again for that because Amber deserves it. Champion. Awesome. Seems wonderful. I'm still waiting. I will I think I'll wait the rest of my life to learn why everyone finds a reason to hate her because I don't, I'm start. I, I, am not starting to think they don't exist. I don't think they exist, but Nani takes home the MVP of the episode. And I will admit the other thing that they got the editing. I got to give the second shout out here in quick succession to the editing. Um, they got me on the cliff commercial cliffhanger or more mostly got me certainly way closer than they ever usually get. And they also totally got me, on who i thought this was amber versus mariah all the way the whole episode based on the fact that yes we had gotten a lot of nani screen time but they hadn't had the confessionals each of the times it was nani and casey talking doing that story it was casey confessionals not nani and i always keep an eye on the confessional counts it's one of the i'd maybe skip forward 30 seconds if you don't want to like have editing take over your brain of what's about to happen as you watch every episode but it's usually pretty obvious based on the confessional counts and who the story's focused on, like who's going to be in the elimination. And when we got to the interrogation and at that point, Nani had one confessional and Mariah and Amber had like six, five, six each. It was like, Oh, this is, this is a wash. Those two are going against each other. One of them's going home, but no. So good job editing. You did it. You found a way to, uh, to kind of get around some of your, your sore spots from times past, but either way, Nani legacy boost, Amazing elimination win out of nowhere at the last second. That buzzer was bullshit. It should be on check. It's a puzzle. It should be on check. And uh, shout out to Nani, MVP. Power rankings and predictions before we go. On the men's side of the power rankings, slight change. Fessel won. He remains in number one because he did prove in this episode. That he's improved. At least improved. I'm not saying he's like the world's best eater. Uh, I'm not saying he's good at it. or going to make good time. But he proved he could do it. And he could overcome the mental hurdle that is just doing it. So that's a big step forward for his campaign to possibly be capable of winning a final. So he remains number one. Bananas remains number two. Jordan remains number three. Chauncey bumps up to number four. Devin drops to five. Horacio to six. Kenny still in the waiting room. Big Ken. But... The reason for that, I will get to when I get to the predictions here in one second. I'll come back. I'll circle back and explain why Chauncey jumps those and why Devin is for this one particular episode falls down. Because I'm real nervous for Devin next week specifically. Female side, Casey one 92, Tory 3, Amber 4, Anissa 5, Olivia 6. They stay the exact same. Mariah now in the waiting room with Big Ken. I believe I saw... I don't want to give uh, the wrong credit. I I think it was Alan Gere. It probably was because he has a lot of fantastic tweets every single episode of the challenge. Uh, but it might have been someone else in the moment that said uh, Roxanne was there because she was has been the host of the Redemption House the whole time. And that she's just been hanging out with Kenny, which I... Think is hilarious is no way that could possibly be true if it is like they better have given her the most amount of money in the world to literally do nothing but babysit an adult um, an adult who has children is like the most chill relaxed adult in the world um but i thought i did think that was funny so shout out to alan or whoever else tweeted that um but the female side doesn't change Casey is in the driver's seat. Nani's got, I mean, she survived the elimination and has all the alliances on her side. If they get back to where that could be advantageous to her soon enough, um, Tori and Amber, I'll take over Anissa and Olivia in eliminations and in and possibly indefinitely and in finals. So they stay in the middle above Anissa and Olivia, as for the predictions, uh, preseason predictions not affected again. Still got six out of ten. Still got my two winners picks: bananas, Nani, Tori, Devin, Chauncey, and Amber. Tori and Devon to win. Still in uh, in the running. As for predictions for next week, we saw from the trailer, I think from the initial trailer, and then definitely from the this season, like remaining this season on trailer, that we're getting a balls in match. We've also known that they've used the balls in on the other seasons. They filled in Australia and in Argentina, Australia and uh, USA, those seasons being, and that they've already done pull wrestle on the women's day. And when they previously did the hall brawl style thing, it was joint. So it was women and men. So that tells me that the balls in is coming and it's on a guy's day. I think they even out the headbangers and I think the balls in is next week. Uh, which is why I said earlier I put Devin and Horacio at the bottom of the list because normally Chauncey would probably be at the bottom with Horacio and it would just stay the same power rankings wise. But if I'm right in my prediction that balls in will be played next week, it's a guy's day, it'll be balls in, then that's not good for Devin and Horacio if it comes down to one of them going up against one of their teammates because on – you know, Horacio side or wait, would it be Horacio versus Devin? Never mind. Well, either way, it's not great. If they have to go against Jordan, size-wise, it's okay, but uh competition wise, it's not. We've seen Jordan in put on football pads. It was impressive. Um, but on the other side, I guess I could have left Chaunce, Chauncey low and I could have maybe lowered bananas. Uh yeah, I'm gonna have to rethink this, but too late now. We've been recording. Anyways. I'm just going to forget that we rounded up, but I'm still going to keep the prediction balls in next week. And Chauncey versus Fessel could be incredible. Jordan versus Horacio could be really, really fun, even though I think Jordan's going to wipe the floor, but like could be really awesome to see two like shifty, smaller, quick, awesome athlete guys do that versus the two big guys headbanging. Either way, it's going to be better than Enzo versus David nighttime challenges. Prediction number two, hopefully in the spooky town, If you didn't watch USA or Australia, uh, there's a nighttime challenge in both. Both take place in this spooky town. It's one of, if I think I named it the best daily challenge in both of those seasons. So hopefully that is what's coming next week. But we see in the next week on, TJ comes to the house, tells them to pack. I don't think that's like a location change or anything. I think that's him coming and being like, yo, hey, it's uh, 6 p.m. Get ready. We're going to a challenge. It's happening tonight. So that's what prediction number two. And then prediction number three. They also tease in the next week on ride or dies returning. I think that will be the cliffhanger next week. We're going to go through one more round. We're going to have a, a male eliminated. And then at the end, TJ is going to give the cliffhanger of, I've told you so and so. We're going to see Tori be like, wait, does that mean the people whose ride or dies have gone are gone? And then the following week, two weeks from now, we will see the reentrance of everyone. They'll be in pairs again. And we'll be hopefully fingers crossed within an episode or two of the final by then. So that's your predictions. That's your power rankings. That's your awards, your storylines, the whole kit and caboodle. That is episode 13 of Rider Dies. That is all for this podcast tonight. So once again, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, watching. However, you are consuming, you are appreciated, you are loved. I just can't thank you enough. Hit follow, hit subscribe, hit me up on Instagram at Challenge Historian. That's the only place, no matter the fact that I am now unfortunately on the death haven that is TikTok. I probably won't be responding to DMS and such on there that much. Maybe I'll have to in the future, but you can follow me there. But if you want to get in touch, if you want to talk challenge, if you've got thoughts about my opinions on this episode, you got your own opinions about this episode or any part of challenge as long as you don't just come in saying you suck or trying to bring a bunch of big old spoilers my way, I will respond. I will happily chat challenge with anyone and everyone, any and every day of the week. Thanks so much. Love you. Talk to you Friday. Season 39 Fantasy Cast coming your way. Check it out. Until then, peace.